You're listening to the Mortgage Reports Podcast, where we reveal tips, tricks, hacks, and knowledge to help you buy a home, refinance, or invest in real estate. Hey everyone, Arjun Dingra back with you again here with the Mortgage Reports. I am a mortgage advisor of the last 20 years, so that gives me a little bit of experience, but I want to talk to you guys about a hot button topic, which I've been fielding a lot of calls and emails nationally from homeowners and aspiring homeowners across the country asking about, do I buy now? Do I wait? This market feels like it's running a little too hot. I feel like a crash is imminent or I want to wait for a major correction. So taking all that into stock, I wanted to put out a piece here and share it with you guys about why this market is very different from 10 years ago, back in 2008. We're going to get into what are those differences and why you can feel a little bit more safe and have some peace of mind about today's market when comparing it. And in a second or follow-up to this segment, we will talk about what the true cost of waiting is. But for right now, we're going to get into those differences between today's housing market and 10 years ago. So as I mentioned, this is not 2008. It's not even close. The first reason is that we've got more stable borrowers and much more responsible or stable loan product that's out there. Borrowers that have applied for mortgages have had to really go through a pretty vigorous process. And those of you that have done a mortgage in the last few years, you know this. You are asked for a lot more paperwork. They really get into it with you to make sure that you qualify for this loan and that you are a responsible borrower who's going to be in position to repay this loan for as long as you have it. Those types of tougher lending standards and criteria, along with the fact that we've got much more stable long-term mortgage product out there. 30-year fixed mortgages have been done in widespread popularity, more so than they were several years ago. So banks and investors have priced those loans more attractively because they want to entice people to take a long-term fixed product where there's no fluctuation, no movement, and a lot more payment certainty. Next, and perhaps most impactful, is borrowers are sitting on more equity than they ever have before, and definitely when compared to 10 years ago. Because of those tougher loan standards that we just talked about, borrowers had to put down larger down payments. So naturally, they came into home ownership with a lot more equity than the average homeowner did that entered the market 10 years ago. That, and you couple it with the fact that we have had record nationwide appreciation that everyone has been riding over the last several years, and you've got some borrowers sitting on a big chunk of cash. The average homeowner in the United States is sitting on at least 35% equity. In some markets, it's upwards of 50%. So that's obviously very healthy. And also take into account that 30% of all homes or just over 30% of all homes in the United States are owned free and clear. So when you couple these two together, you've got a much more stable equity base in the United States. And that is far healthier for housing than we were looking at 10 years ago. Next, and this is where it gets a little bit more sophisticated and deeper, are the labor markets and how they pertain to housing. So last time around, the financial services or the financial sector crash impacted, or the job losses more specifically, came from people in the financial sector, in the brokerage sector, and consulting spaces. Many of these people, in fact, the vast majority of them owned homes, and some of them owned multiple homes. So when they lost their jobs and they had to put little money down on those homes in the first place, you saw a flood of homes enter into quick fire sales, some short sales because they were upside down already due to an immediate correction in the market. And some actually were just sold uh, in foreclosure or in actual court sales. As a result, this brought down prices further and it started a wave of cyclical decline 
in home values and more houses coming on the market, more houses being sold for less than what they were purchased for, and it continued to drive down home values nationally. This time around, COVID and its shock to the economy and how it affected the labor markets was predominantly, at least initially, in the service sector. So many people that work in those sectors, in fact, the number being 80%, so 80% of the job losses that took place initially in the wake of COVID were disproportionately renters. So you didn't see this glut of inventory come on and hit the market all of a sudden. And a lot of those renters went and either rented elsewhere, they consolidated households or did what they needed to do to survive. So you didn't feel or find that there was this massive correction after a few months of COVID had gone by. In fact, the majority of the homes that were owned are still owned by people whose jobs are either safe or they've just not been lost yet. So time will tell if anything's going to change that. But you also had as well the federal government step in and work alongside banks or maybe it was the other way around to institute a national forbearance program. So this allowed borrowers that were sitting in their homes to either request three, six or nine months of a grievance or kind of a safe period to not have to make payments. So many of them have been sitting on stockpiling cash from not having to make payments while waiting for their jobs to either come back or for income to correct itself somehow within that household. But their home is still worth a good amount of money. So we're not seeing homes just hit the market here in the way of just a flood of inventory, come on and get sold at bottomed out prices or even corrected prices. Anything that's selling is still selling for what a seller wants and it's selling in many cases above that. So those are your key differences between 10 years ago and now. And if you were following along, I hope you can agree that they are not the same markets, not even in the slightest. So keep that in mind when you're having conversations or hitting pause about whether or not to enter the market. You still wanna do your diligence and your homework Talk to an advisor, as I always say, to see if it's the right time for you personally. But as far as this housing market is concerned, it's not crashing anytime soon. Keep in touch with us here on The Mortgage Reports. Love to hear your feedback. Share your thoughts with us. I will see you guys in the next segment. Thanks for listening to The Mortgage Reports podcast. Visit themortgagereports.com for daily mortgage rate updates, news, and advice from experts.